Yes, thanks for your company. Welcome to the Jock and Journo show for another week. It is September finals time and has started with a bang uh, this year, of course. Uh, I'm Jay Clark and I say a big hello and welcome to my co-host here, five-time Copeland Trophy winner, five-time All-Australian captain of Collingwood. Hello, Scotty Pendlebury. Jay-Z, how are you? How are you, mate? Very well. Yeah. Yeah, recovered well. Got back from Perth in one piece and the red-eye flight's never enjoyable, though. Nah. It's a tough flight, that one. I didn't think you'd get a, yeah, a lot of sleep on that one. We're going to touch on... I can't talk about sleep. You've just become a new dad, so well done. But I feel Thank guilty you, talking about I didn't get my full eight hours sleep. How are you sleeping? <laughs> well, um, it must be, I must say that my wife has done the lion's share of the nighttime shifts Good. Uh, to, the, to this point. So I just playing her role on that, on that part, I think. <laughs> so uh, Jane's done a tremendous job. But yes, little man Nash into the world, uh, the, the third child, and all going wood. Uh, all going well, mate. I want to touch on the game at the weekend, but I want to say uh, hello to this man first, Sammy Gaston. How are you, buddy? Hello, I'm going well. Been a, a very big week for the uh, the Collingwood Media Department. You've been supporting these guys, getting the content out there. Yeah. All going well? Definitely. Yeah, big couple of weeks, actually. Uh-huh. Um, managed to get on the flight to Perth. I enjoyed that one. Good. Um, but yeah, no, it's been busy. Did you go out afterwards, mate, or did you... Um, no, well, I was on the red eyes. Red eyes, mate. Oh, was a shock. really? One in, all in. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what happens at that's Collingwood. That's a bad flight. Yeah. Now, there were some hiccups for you, for you guys, Scotty, on, on the way over. Let's get to this first, because it is it is amusing. Um, you, you, is the, it? the biggest game of the season, <laughs> and you're delayed by, what was it, six hours. We see all the Instagram videos of you guys just basically lying on the, the floor of the Melbourne Airport. Yeah. No, no, no. no, so we're in the Virgin Lounge. Yeah. Um, there's actually, it sort of worked out in a way because we're all sort of like, I hope there's Wi-Fi on the plane because so we can watch the final. Of course. Because our flight was, I think, 6.15. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we're there lying around. It's like we've sort of got to about 10 to 6 and we're sort of thinking, oh, well, surely we're, you know, is it going to be boarding, whatever? And yeah. it's like, oh, it's been delayed 15 minutes. So we're like, oh, okay, well. Anyway, all the boys are just cruising in the lounge as we do, and then next minute it's like delayed 15 minutes. So oh, at least we get to watch the start of the footy probably yeah. here because it was 7.20 start. And anyway, it got to about 7.20 and the flight's like delayed 7.50. So we're like, oh, we'll, we'll get the first quarter in. This is going to be grouse. And then by probably on the plane, you can just keep watching on your phone. Might even get to half time. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like delayed. <laughs> Are you starting to get a little bit grumpy, Scotty? Oh, because so at no, times I, was just like, of... I was just thinking, oh, well, we'll get to half time and then we'll go. But at this stage, I'm thinking, sort of better be going by half time because I don't want to be launching into Perth and getting there about three in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Got to half time and then, you know, sort of like a few of our officials that were traveling with us start like wandering off. And I'm like, oh, what's going on here? And they're like, oh, we've all got to get to gate one. Yep. Get to gate one, they're like, oh, your plane's been cancelled. Oh, no. <laughs> so what we're trying to do is get you guys onto a new plane. And, yep. Um, and I was, could just see, I was just like, oh, this is going to take a long time. Yeah. Like, you, you're making it seem like it's going to be seamless, but I know, like, you've got to get, you've got to, they've physically got to get 17 people off a plane yep. and put us on a plane. Yeah. So you're just so, punting the, the yeah, public? Yeah, people are just getting punted off a flight to Perth. <laughs> Did they know that that was for the Collingwood yeah, players? Yeah, so they or? knew that. So I think people were getting offered stuff but anyway. Did you sign it? And I just I, no, I ended up just saying to the guy that was running, I was like, so is our flight going to go tomorrow? And he's like, it's leaving at 9 a.m. tomorrow. So everyone that was on that flight, yeah. they'll be told it's cancelled soon. And then we'll be leaving tomorrow at 9 a.m. And I said, well, can you get my bag that's supposed to be on that plane just <laughs> put to the lounge or something tomorrow so when I come back, it's there so I don't have to wait yeah. another hour for my bag to come. Yeah. So, yeah, me and Tommy Langdon end up just going back to my joint. So we left probably the airport about 9, got yep. back to mine at 9.30 and just went to bed and um, jumped on the flight the next morning at 9 o'clock. So, yeah, it was 
one of the more stranger things that I've come across. I've never been, missed a flight or been delayed really like that before. Ever. So how, did we all just with, like, how did you cope with that, Scott? Because you no, were sort I've, of quite I've, particular on I your I was very happy with my decision to leave. So Why? I got like, I was home by 9.30, I was in bed by 10, woke up the next day at 7, straight back to the airport. Yep. Um, yeah, okay. we, had, we had a section of business, so it meant, you know, f- had a flat bed lying over, so body was good morning. next morning, opposed to just being lobbed in sort of anywhere and... Hang on, um, so if you so, went the night before, you would have been in cattle yeah, So oh no, well, the night before, the guys that have gone were all going to be sort of business. Yep. Because the plane got cancelled, we were all just sort of wherever we could find a seat. Yeah. And I was just like, cattle that's class. not going to be good for my body. Yeah. Sitting, like, so, sort of like that. So I was like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'll go home, yeah. jump in business the next day so I can lay down, look after my back. When was so, the last time you took an economy flight? Um, do you remember? Oh, or? We, do. we fly every time. <laughs> Most of the time, we just get an exit row when we travel. So, oh, okay. yeah, I don't mind. I'm not really a fussy traveler. Uh, sure. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> positive. Yeah. You were in cattle class, guess I can guarantee you. <laughs> I was on the back. I was almost in cargo. Let's yeah. move. Uh, <laughs> you're on poor old gas was on the wing. Um, strapped to the roof. Um, mate, let's get to the game because I sat on the couch watching. I think, like, um, a lot of Collingwood fans out there. For three and a half quarters, you're in this game up into your eyeballs. You're up by ten points at, at, at three-quarter time, and uh, and they had all the, the momentum late. But I think overall, how are you feeling? A lot of pride or a lot of frustration about being um, so close? Oh, probably both. Yeah, I know, I know initially after the game had finished, um, talk, talking to a few of the senior guys, um, yeah, it was probably that frustration that, you know, for, I don't know, probably two and a half quarters, three quarters, we did so much right, and then... Um, I think it was like six minutes to go, five minutes to go, well, two points in front. Um, yeah, we gave up that Jetta goal and um, Darling took that good mark and sort of that was the nail in the coffin. And mm. I think they got one with about 10 seconds to go to, to make it 16 points. But yeah, and then I was also, you know, incredibly proud of the guys' effort. Um, to We didn't start well. I think it was three goals to nil at quarter time and to, to find our way back into the game in the second quarter to get in front, um, silence the crowd for most of the night and... Yeah, I thought the guys stood up really well in what is probably the most hostile environment, you know, travelling, playing in a qualifying final against the Eagles in front of 60,000. So, yeah, it was um, 17 guys played their first final. They can certainly tick that off and know they stand up and um, how they play. And, yeah, it was a good experience. But, yeah, disappointed that we didn't get the result, but you move on pretty quickly because, you know, we, we played the Giants five days' time and looking forward to that. Were some incredible subplots. We'll get to Goldie and Adzi and, and Travivarco in a second. But what, what did you what do you think let you down at the death? Or what was the one thing you come away with that and think would, if we were better in this area, you know, yeah, we could have won that. Yeah, I, th- I think they got on top around the footy and around you know any long say long kicks down the line, drop a ball stuff. I think they were a little bit better than us late. And, um, the aerial battle. Yeah, no, nah, the the ground ball battle battle off aerial contests around the stoppages. Uh, I think they won contestable by 13 in the last quarter. So clearly gives them territory, um, mm. you know, and I think for the most part we were really good in that area all night. So, yeah, our work rate probably dropped off a little bit to get to those contests and, um, yeah, we paid the price. So learnt the lessons of that yesterday in review and now we, yeah, butter up and don't make the same mistake twice. Which is tough because probably in the set or certainly early in the second and third quarter, you were giving them an absolute toweling in the, in the centre clearances. And they're not a bad midfield. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, that's clearly very a positive. Yeah, well, I think all year we've been working pretty hard. We started off... Um, as that's your like one good probably, Or the centre bounce crew early in the year, we weren't getting it done. You know, I think we were sort of middling, mm-hmm. you know, around the table in terms of clearance 
differential. And then I think the last sort of six, seven weeks, we've improved a lot um, in there. And it's great having Adzi back in there because he's, you know, so dynamic around the ball and mm-hmm. can break lines. And um, yeah, we, I think we ended up winning in there by four. Uh, obviously, it helps when Nat Nui doesn't play like last time. Yep. Sort of, you can just jump over most people. So. Yeah, but yeah, it's just disappointing that we did so much right for so long, and um, yeah, I, I it's it's funny because it just sounds like a coach sort of talking, but they just did the basics better mm-hmm. for longer than what we did, and we probably did it for ninety percent of the game, and um, you know when when they had their periods of domination, they were able to score better than when yeah. we had our periods of domination. And their front half is one of the best in the competition. I think he hit the post twice in the third quarter. Travi Varco running into open 50 slips over, you know, when he had yeah. a bit of space, that was costly yeah. too. So so I think Brody missed that, that last quarter goal. So there were some key moments which they'd gone the other way, obviously. Could yeah, have been had, locked uh, yeah, in for I think that's, yeah, we had a chance to put a bigger gap in it at three-quarter time. When you had the um, momentum. But yeah, I think the encouraging thing is we can still generate those chances. Yep. So yeah, you'd love to kick every goal and whatnot, but we generated really good chances that high percentage looks and we just didn't convert. But I know the guys will, will convert that on Saturday night. You got a talented GWS outfit now on, on yeah, Saturday. Oh, pretty good. <laughs> they were pretty good. Should Josh Kelly uh, maybe out with the, the knee issue, the, men, the meniscus um, issue, but you sort of know what you're coming up against there, and they're, they're a very good side, and I don't think they fear the MCG possibly as they did maybe a couple of years ago either. You guys coming back off Perth, um, externally there's going to be some question marks on you guys whether you can back up, and the recovery is going to be important. So how well-placed well, well are you, do you think? Yeah, well, I think the finals by everyone sort of forgets about that. So we've played, this will be our second game in three weeks. Yeah. So in terms of, it hasn't been like Perth, a game, Perth. Um, you know, it's been like a week off. So mm-hmm. everyone was really fresh. Now you sort of just get back into it. So I know it's a, it's a seven-day break for us, but effectively, you know, it's our second game in 21 days. So we'll be fine from that regard. You feeling good? Yeah, I feel good. Yep. Um, it didn't feel so great Sunday, <laughs> getting the red eye, getting back at six, but... Yeah, we, you know, it'll be a really light week for us here. Plenty of recovery. Yeah. Um, you know, we we've travelled to Perth, or you know, for 13 years we've got the routine down pat after we play. That that's a light week, and um, yeah, looking forward to playing against the Giants, who we all sat back and watched Saturday because you know they played before us and, and yep. watched what they did, and they were extremely impressive defensively. They were really strong, and you know, around the ball they've got some absolute stars. So yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be a huge challenge. And as you said, I don't think they fear the MCG like they once did. They played last year in a prelim against Richmond, so they know what to expect from a crowd point of view. And, um, yeah, we're excited, though, as well, to get back in in front of our fans on our deck and and play. I think they are the number one clearance team. Did you have a look at the finals fixture, Scotty, and the the preliminary final Friday night factor? Uh, I think I heard Eddie... Uh, really fire up about it on did uh, Ed say something, did he? on uh, <laughs> on Triple M. Now, I know that's the week ahead, but did you raise your very uh, dark eyebrows? <laughs> My trimmed eyebrows. I actually <laughs> yeah. got a haircut in Perth. <laughs> Didn't I get offered the eyebrow trim? Um, oh yeah, I can. Like, this is where Perth is like, behind the times. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, like it's sort of like anything. Like I I can see the. It's point. a disgrace, Scott. You can yeah, say I it. can see the point of what Eddie's making. Yeah, but. Jeff Walsh says it best. It's like, let the baker bake the bread. So we'll let the key people fight the official battle yeah. or whatever it is, the draw battle. Yeah. We just worry about playing. So, yeah. Um, But, yeah, it doesn't – the one thing that is a little bit weird is, like, you finish third and you disadvantage the whole way through the final series. 
So, you know, we were the last game of the first final, but we were finished top four, which is supposed to be an advantage. So, yeah, um, yeah sometimes what makes sense doesn't make dollars. Yeah, yes, I think maybe uh, the good people there at Channel 7 might have had something to say with getting Richmond on a Friday night rather than West Coast. They've absolutely cocked it up, Scotty. That's um, the truth of it all. And um, as a top four side, it is extraordinary that you guys could be disadvantaged the way you have been. And... Um, GWS and West Coast are sort of in the same boat, really. So it favours Richmond, yet it hurts the other th- the other three teams. As Eddie says, if you flip the preliminary finals, then everyone gets a seven-day break. Yeah, well, I think because um, like if you flip the prelims, mm. that means there's obviously West Coast or Hawthorne or Melbourne. They've still got to travel back from Perth. Correct. So, But, yeah, I'll take a prelim off six days. If yes. you can guarantee me the prelim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll do that for you, mate. Thanks, mate. Um, there'll, be, there'll be a spotlight on Adam Trelaw and, and Tyson Goldsack to see how they pull up. I thought Goldie was absolutely <coughs> immense the other night. Yeah. He's, he's first came back on Josh Kennedy. The, the selflessness in the aerial contest, I don't know how he was feeling. He must have been a sore boy. Yeah. That, how, what was it like, firstly, just running out there with him, knowing he's just got back from an in 26 weeks? Yeah, it was... Um I suppose you you draw like even with ads you draw the motivation off seeing how hard they work, sort of you know behind the scenes. behind the scenes and for what, for everyone to see what they do on game day like it's so cool and I was so proud of both the way that those boys come back and played but like the motivating thing is you see how hard they work out there you know say Goldie ten weeks before he got back how he's on a Tuesday morning you know day off today he's in here smashing his body mm. all with the mindset of I will be back for a final if we get there and. Like, you know, 10 weeks ago, it was probably a glimmer of hope that he turned into reality. So that's the motivating thing for us. And even Adzi, you know, his first game back, you know, straight back into a cauldron like West Coast in a final, his first ever final, like the stakes couldn't have been any higher and he's coming off double hamstring. Um, And the way he played was really good and he'll only get better from the run because, you know, as as he said, it's like the pace is quick Mm -hmm. in AFL generally and then you play in a final, it's quicker again. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the way that both boys played, like Goldie, some of his efforts on Kennedy, some of his efforts to roll off. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, and it's also the it's a credit to both of them of how they stay involved with the group, all the team meetings they come to, learning. So they didn't look sort of like you know a fish out of water out there. And it's like, oh, what's happening? How do we? How do I fit into the back six? Or what's the midfield doing? They both stay completely engaged. They understand exactly what we want. And like Goldie was huge on that last line. But the amount of plays he made coming off to help other people was just as impressive as the plays that he made to beat Kennedy one-on-one. Yeah. What about um, Darcy yep. and Reedy? Yep. I think Bucks has already ruled out Reedy. Yeah. But is Darcy still in the mix, do you think? Um, yeah, well, I think, I think Reedy, Reedy and Darcy, I think, are in the same boat. Yeah. So... Um, if there was a game to be played this weekend, I assume they would be both playing if it was at a VFL, VFL. level. Um, but that's just me making an assumption because I haven't seen them because obviously we're in Perth mid last week. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, still so yeah, yeah, look, I think they're in a similar boat, boat to what Golding that are. They're training, trying to get back, trying to improve their fitness, everything that um, if we can get over the line this weekend and prelim, then you know hopefully one or two of those guys are asking the question and put me in or whatever. So yeah. Um, yeah, and it's a good problem to have if they can get back. It's interesting. We, we mentioned finals football before. Is yeah. finals football any different to, for the person who's at the man out in the middle, yeah. any different to what it is round 18, 19, 20? Um, I think the crowd's like certainly a lot different and there's a sense of um, it's like do or die. You know, so the stakes are obviously higher. But What about the, 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 game? the game itself I still find is the team who does the basics 
really well win. Like so, when you watch Richmond play on Thursday night, it wasn't like this new style of play with Richmond. And you heard Clarkson say, and I thought it was like summed up perfectly that you know, what do you think I was going to pull a rabbit out of the hat yeah. type thing? Like we play a certain way, yeah. and this is like he's a system based coach, as yeah. he said, and their system didn't stack up the way they wanted to. They'll make some adjustments. Um, and that's what I think the the best sides do is they play their way from round one all the way through to mm-hmm. finals, which are deemed bigger games because there's so much more on the line. But the actual when you're out there, siren goes. The team who executes their style, mm. you know, they they shine. And I watched Richmond play, and I was like, nothing surprised me. They were selfless. They gave first gives. They found best shots at goal. Um, they did what they do. And that was what they do in round 17. Mm-hmm. And the, the hardest thing is to keep your head and bring that in finals. So don't get... When you know it's hard. Don't, don't, get, don't get overawed. Don't think you need to do more than you have to. If a teammate's there, just give it. You don't need to balk, kick the goal. Like just do the basics really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's probably the thing that stands out the most when you watch finals is probably the amount of times you're sitting there at the TV. And I know I do it when I was watching games. It's like sort of yelling at the TV, like, give it. Yeah. Oh, I put it back to the top of the goal square. Oh, why did you have that shot? Yeah. Like, you know, and then like when you see the guys do the basic things and then the goal just gets kicked. And you're like, that's such good team play. Yeah. So it's like you just got to keep giving back to your team. Be selfless, help each other out, um, those type of things. And, you know, it's the guys say, get the ball near goal, you, you turn, try and kick a goal, you get holding the ball. Mm. They're like the big key moments because in round 17, you would have just given Give. it. So you just got to stick to what you know and sort of try and best you can block out the... I don't know, the atmosphere, the buzz, mm. um, and just keep coming back to your team. Then, so how do you look at a team like Geelong? Like, so I think our chat, the media chat <coughs> at the moment, is that their brand of footy doesn't, st- doesn't stack up in finals. I think they've won three out of their last 12, you know, uh, finals games. Maybe they play more possession style than a, than a pressure game. Yeah. H- externally, how do you see where they sit at the minute? Um, yeah, well, I watched that game and I thought, they they defend really well, like um, their back six. They usually play like that plus one behind the footy. Yeah, they they defend well. They just, I think they just had a little bit of trouble getting through Melbourne's pressure. Melbourne's pressure game is really good. Max Gorn in the ruck was giving them first use. So yeah, um, yeah I th- like to get into the finals and you know what are they like? They've won three out of the last thirteen or something. Sixteen. It's like you're still getting there. So you just there'll be small tweaks they want to make to their system, but mm. by and large their systems. Getting, getting them there and that's what you want but they've just got to identify that maybe they need to tweak one or two things but I don't think there'll be like drastic changes and this is what we need to do And because um, for most of the night I think everyone felt like there was a stage where they were going to make a run they were going to come and I think it was Hawkins had a shot at goal um, you know debatable whether that's a free kick or not against Selwood coming off you know mm-hmm. stakes are huge type thing and if he kicks out I think it was back to like 10 points so yeah. you know and then momentum shifted after that so I think you've got to keep it you know, without finals games, do get analysed to the death. Um, but, um, yeah, I think they'll make some little adjustments that every side does um, and then figure out, try and figure out why. The hardest thing is you don't get – you've only got one sample to look out for them. So they don't get – it's like, oh, we'll, we'll play another final and just see if it, if it works better next week. Yeah. Because there might be things that they look at and be like, geez, why didn't we just do that? That's mm. what, we do this all year, but we went away from it in that final. Why did we do that? Mm. But we don't know that. So – yeah, I think then that's the beauty of a football club. Though it's never as good or as never as bad as it seems. It's interesting philosophically, like for a club like Geelong, whether it's best that they 
hang around the mark and be consistently in finals or would you rather them go down and then get the bounce and then build more of that elite talent like I, I think that's a really interesting thing facing football clubs at the moment because you look at Geelong and Sydney and our Hawthorne clubs have been around the mark for a long time they're probably not seen as a frontline contender so as a fan you sit there like what do you want do you want your club to be fifth sixth seventh eighth or do you want them to be out of the mix for a couple of years and then be then be top four yeah well I think this year the the way the ladder finished, like eighth and fifth, it was so tight between three and eight that Geelong will probably look back at the year and there's probably like a game there that they dropped that they thought, you know, oh, we should have got this one or whatever, and that's cost us the double chance or mm. whatever it is. And mm. um, yeah, there no doubt. I say every side, if you don't win it, you're going to make small adjustments, things that you think that you can do better. You bring players in with free agency or mm. drafting, trading, whatever you do. So yeah, yeah they'll they'll make small adjustments, but. By and large, I think they'll be pretty happy with. They, I think they'll have the best defensive side in the comp. It, you know, they got scored against obviously late in that final. But you know, when you're 30 points down in a final and it's mm. three minutes to go, I think it's probably easy to pile on a couple more. Has a new house come along, mate? I see these Instagram videos. Yeah, so started. Yeah, it. started moving in, um, sort of last week. Because that's what do you it. do in finals. You sort yeah, of you got a big yeah, sort of. It's funny, but we're, everyone's like, "Oh, if you need a hand, yell out." But we actually don't. Like I sold a lot of stuff from a house so like a lot of it's getting refurnished now so the couch gets dropped off and um i've told al that we make sure that whoever drops the couch off they set it up they put it into the spot <laughs> we want so i don't want to do too much heavy lifting so no we just it's more like moving our clothes across and yeah um we'll just take our time and um yeah get the win saturday night and then um do a little bit sunday and that will be the first night in the new crib sunday night oh really yeah, yeah i've seen the outlook from the what is it kitchen living to the little lap pool we've got on the side there. It, yep. That seems to be A grade to me. Yeah, be, um, <laughs> hopefully the pool's ready to go Sunday when I move in so I can just jump yeah. in and do some recovery. And What do you like with the pool chemicals? Um, I'll definitely need someone to show me, write it down and probably film how it happens. Yeah. Without any shadow of a doubt. And you're going to be then, paying a bloke to come then, around um, once a fortnight. Yeah, and Al better understand how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> My strength lies in like vacuuming. Yes. Very good vacuumer. Stick to the process. And... <laughs> I'll probably I'll take on the the washing and folding mantle. I don't mind that. Right. So and then Al's so the sort of opposite. We play opposite. She's very handy. Yeah. So if like a light breaks or the toilet something, she can fix that sort of stuff. Because her dad's <laughs> her dad does that. So yeah, she'd just ring her dad and ask how it happens. I yeah. I'm no good at that sort of right. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just not yeah. my strength. Play your role on the, on yeah. the folding. Yeah. Unpack the dishwasher. Yeah. Cook. Stick to what you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm. Yeah, our roles are reversed. Have you got any, any domestic strengths, Gas, while we're on the topic? None at all. <laughs> oh, I, really? I can iron. I don't mind ironing. Yeah? I could have done your shirt today. Yeah. Oh, we've got a steam iron. Steam irons are great. Oh, that's where you just... You're like, you hang your top on like a hanger. Yeah. And you just use the steamer to do it all. It's so that's good. Yeah. So crafty. Bit lazy. What do you you work this week? Who you got? Uh, well, it's finals time, so we're up and about at the Herald Sun, trying to provide the best coverage. <laughs> big games for you, big games for us. Um... Scott, I remember our old sports editor used to give us like a, a bit of a pre-finals rev up along those lines. Like so how was that? Motivating? <laughs> yeah, well, a few on the back of the neck. This is the business end of the year, boys. We've got to get up and about. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the stakes are higher. I have liked from a media perspective, right, and we haven't talked about this, So, but what, what, um, what Collingwood and Melbourne have done in terms of opening the joint up. So I think yeah. you guys on Wednesday have got... I don't know. Half yeah, I'm doing players press up. conference Wednesday. You'd be wrapped about yeah. that. 
I don't mind doing the press Melbourne conference. on Monday, I think, put up their whole list. Yeah, yeah. Like, why not? Isn't yeah, that yeah. like... That's cool. Yeah, I think no it's cool. I think it's, yeah, it's like... Um, I find finals like something to be celebrated. So like yeah. embrace it. I know last week before West Coast, we had guys, Jack Madgen, Brody Majek, all out there doing media and it's just like, it's half an hour. Like it's not yeah. huge, but yeah, people enjoy reading and finding out a little bit about Brody or Jack or Brady yeah. Sire, guys like that. So yeah. yeah, I like it. And and you guys are, I think, so selfless in what you do inside a football club. Like as you said, Goldie in here on his day off, all your your team role stuff, give to the man the best position. You, you're just selfless 24-7. Yeah. I like the fact that you can wheel out in front of the meter, talk about yourself for a little bit, give a little, show a little bit of yourself, yeah, yeah. indulge, enjoy, enjoy that moment. Well, it's hard when you, when you do the press conference though, you sort of – because you can't control – the questions. How we, yeah. So it'd be great if there were some like in-depth questions or something with a bit more. Well, what would you ask yourself? Then? Well, what like, would you, you ask yourself? I just yourself? think like, so we're playing this week against GWS. Uh-huh. So like, yeah. I could tell, like, I'm going to get asked, is Toby Green, what are you going to do if he kicks somebody? Yes. I'll, I'll get asked that. Yeah. How's Goldie pulled up? How's yep. Adam Trelaw pulled up? Yeah. It's like the cameras have been here every day and they've asked those guys that and now yep. I'm going to get asked again. Yeah. I don't know. I'll just love something. Are you going to be there? Throw me something randomly. All right. Like, okay. are you coming tomorrow? Why not? Why like, not? I don't know. Just like, um, what would you what, ask yourself? Maybe like, so Pendle's night before a game. How does that play out for you? Do you like to watch the footy? Oh. What's for dinner? Um, <laughs> now, will you go across to the beach? How's your How's your week been? Get out any new restaurants. You know. <laughs> That's the gold that we keep to the podcast, yeah, Scott. Yeah. We don't want that out there in the in the in the public. Would um, you write a story about that? Uh, I think I actually have. Do you know what's funny? Is this about your no, no, etc. No, no, about footy on the weekend. Yeah. Did you hear the amount of times people said that the players better have the right boots on? Yep. We got a memo from the league saying you can't wear screw-ins. Remember because of Jordan DeGoey stuff? Oh, yeah. With his boots. No, but you can wear screw-ins. You can't just wear the metal stops. So what are screw-ins? But can't, can, they, can be plas- they can be a hard plastic. plastic. Yeah, so a hard plastic and that just snaps. Does it? So then you're playing with a hard plastic boot that snaps on the screws and then all of a sudden you've got like, you're basically playing in slippers. So what's the... So you just have to wear moulds. It's like the, the safe option. Right. I've tried plastics at training and they snap. Right. So you it's can't not wear good. <laughs> it's not good when you don't have screws out the back <laughs> on the heel. You get so, quite sore in the shins. Like in an ice skating yeah, rink. Yeah, yeah. So I just found it funny because so everyone's talking about it in the media. Like, oh, they better have the, everyone's slipping over. I wonder what boots. So like you can't wear medals anymore. Yeah. So, well, because, you can you can put that on agenda because Triple M ruined it for everybody. <laughs> oh, when Robbo said it, yeah. did he? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, when when Toby Green's gonna kung fu you and you know karate chop you in the head or uh, karate kick you in the head. Yeah, but what, I, I get like the outrage about that sort of stuff because he's like kicking somebody. But like, what's it matter if you knee? You can knee someone in the ribs and break their ribs, and that's okay. He kick, he nearly kicked Nick Newman in the head. Like it was a perfect. Yeah, but if you kick. knee somebody in the head, no one says anything. No, that's true. But that's yeah. less. That's less deliberate. That's yeah. just part of your jumping. So maybe action. they need to make it like you're not allowed to use the palm of your hand or the sole of your foot <laughs> in marking contests. <laughs> you just can't kick someone with your studs up in their head. Yeah. So they've got to just tweak the rule there a little yeah. bit. Anyway. Hey, um, before we go, can we finish on your man, Jared Ruffett? Yeah. Um, so he's the Hawthorne captain, and his future is a little bit up in the air. And I sat next to the Hawthorne uh, players' box on Thursday night, and he and I love Ruffy. I'm his biggest fan, but he seemed to be on absolute edge on Thursday night. He's cooking his teammates. He appeared to be really frustrated, you know, a bit more demonstrative 
than usual. We know he's a competitive man. And I just wondered, right, I just wondered whether the, the uncertainty around his future and his contract status for next year, because he does have options there. It's not clear that he'll be staying at the footy club. I wondered whether that could be playing on his mind, even in a game like that. Yeah. Can you set me straight oh, on that? Just, oh, well, I wasn't there, so I don't know yep. what he's saying to his teammates, but I... I'd bet my bottom dollar that he's talking about yeah. playing their way. Yeah. Don't like don't go out of structure. Come back to what we do. Yeah. Probably grilling guys about doing things that go against Hawthorne style. Yeah. Um, you know, and the game was slowly getting away from him and it's like where the guys then as it's getting away from you, as I was saying before, a guy's trying to do more than they needed to do. Um, I reckon that's what Ruffy would have been going on about. Mm-hmm. And he's played so many finals that he knows what, what it takes to win. It's not about yep. kicks, marks and handballs. It's about executing your role and he would have been getting on guys for that. But could could it put him on edge? Like oh, I don't just, think so. For me, it's Fi- weird you're, that you're all this has happened in before finals. finals yeah, that's probably like for... When it's your captain. Yeah, that's probably the, you know, for you and media to debate the story or whatever yeah. it is. But I know that Ruffy would be just focused on trying to get the win. You yeah. know, you qualifying final, there's so much on the line. I know yeah. you get a double chance, but you're playing for a prelim. Yeah. And for large parts in that first half, that Hawthorne had chances. You yeah. know, they missed a couple of goals, should have been in front at half time. Yeah, but Burgoyne's missed from the square. Yeah. So and then yeah, that, and he would have just you know, it's it's intense. Finals is intense and um yeah, you just yeah, you get you do, you get shitty when um you see stuff that's uncharacteristic from yeah. your side and you know that guys don't normally do it and it's like is the occasion getting to us and as skipper and an older player, he's probably just trying to bring guys back to the Hawthorne way. What did you say? The, the camera zoomed zoomed in on you before you ran through the banner. You had a big smile on your face, getting around the boys. We couldn't we couldn't tell what you were saying. What what were you saying at that point? Oh, probably how good's this? Yeah, yeah. Like oh, just talking to. I think it was like Trelaw running out with me or Crispy or whatever. Just yeah, we sort of run out to booze and whatever. And I was how good's this? And even at, when we're doing some stuff on West Coast run out, I could look around. All the boys had smiles on their faces and yeah. the lights were flashing on and off. The West Coast sign, the crowd was going mental. And you enjoy that? Just Being intimidated by oh, that. Not, not laughing. We all had a smile on our face just thinking like, how good is this? Like we're on the road, 60,000 people against us. Um, you feel alive. Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> I don't know. It was, for me, it was just like, this is unreal. Like we're back on big this stage. big stage, this environment. Yeah. And I was excited to see how it would go, if mm. it would stack up and how we would play. And yeah. yeah, I walked away disappointed, but a bit confident. So, in, in previous years around, around this time, we haven't been part of the – finals action you have been a bit grumpy scotty I'll be yeah honest. i'd be more grumpy it's, yeah it's yeah. nice to see him yeah well it was, it was funny i was talking to my wife the other day and i was like i can last maybe two years ago we we're already overseas yeah before the first final was played we we're overseas and we only Chris. come back because we had to yeah for the brown brown though which that's which, it which you don't which you'd prefer to change yeah i'd prefer not to get fined if you didn't turn up <laughs> <laughs> especially when you're not playing but yeah um hopefully i'm at the brown low this year nice and late and then leaving nice and early <laughs> That'd be nice. Big fan of <laughs> socialising on the night of nights. All right, Scott. Good luck on uh, I need Saturday. Your t- I need your tips for this week. Finals tips? tips? Yeah. I think you guys will win. But I also said that. So I had this big debate with my friends who all um, tipped West Coast. They're all from yeah. Perth and they tip West Coast. I put the nose on the line, said Collingwood, and you should have seen me at three-quarter time, boys. Had the test puffed out. I'm like flapping like a chicken. I thought it was one of the greatest tips of all time. Man, you yeah, know, we let you down. Sorry, a, mate. A, I'm going to back you in again to beat GWS, and I think Melbourne will do the job um, on Hawthorne. I think Melbourne could go all the way. I think they're a chance to beat 
I liked um, Robbo's thing in the Herald Sun. Did you see that? No, nah, what did he say? His final crystal ball. Oh, what happened like, there? So he, he said the grand final would be Richmond-Melbourne. Yeah. And then in his tips, he tipped along to beat Melbourne. <laughs> Not a lot of thought given, I would have thought. He had a mare, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we love you. All right, mate. Good luck uh, for you. Saturday night. Who are you tipping the other one, Melbourne Hawthorne? Um, Hawthorne for me. Hawks? Yep. Mm, okay. Um, thanks for joining us on the Jock and Journo show. <laughs> Good luck on Saturday <laughs> thanks, night. Mate. See you, Scotty. Thank you, Sammy Gast. Bye for now. Thank you.